like... What? Who the fuck is... Is there a plane? Who is charging up a plane. fucking... There's a plane! It's, it's a, a plane. plane. My my window's open because it's hot here. Is it flying here. to I'm your sorry. house? It's, my window is open. Shut up. Welcome to episode 13 of the Outlet on Writing and Fiction Podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome to episode 13. Um, it was Friday please. the 13th yesterday. It was Friday the 13th yesterday. So it would have been That would have been pretty auspicious. It would have been. Or coincidental if we recorded it yesterday, but we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. We almost didn't record today. We almost didn't record today I, because Zoe Jake was... Because forgot about this. Because I forgot that we were recording today and Zoe saw a movie. And I saw a movie. Yeah. So... What movie did you well, see, Zoe? I saw the Green Knight movie, guys. Right and on. I'm not gonna give any of my opinions about it on the show, because you have to see it and draw your own conclusions. There you go. Um, it's the first movie I've seen in theaters in probably over two years, but I, th- I, th- I, think... I have no regrets about that decision. Like, I... It's, I was gonna see a movie in theaters. I would... Yeah, this was yeah. gonna be to see in theaters. I think that, that soundbite just there is probably the... the starkest comparison you could draw between you and I because you were like yeah. I'm not gonna tell you about it you know you gotta go to the theater and draw your own conclusions and I'm like fuck you this thing is bad and I'm right and you're stupid for liking it yeah I don't I don't say anyone's stupid for liking things that's that's an exaggeration well you but. do imply it though pretty heavily well <laughs> but this does not reflect Jake's opinion about the green knight he hasn't seen I have yet, not so seen it I have we'll not we'll have seen to it, get though. we'll have to get his opinion at some other time but today, I, I, I do I do plan to see it, but I don't I, I'm not like enough of like a fucking movie guy that I like take time out of my day to sit down and watch a film. Well, if I'm gonna not, do that, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll read or write or like play a video game. Yeah, well I'm not like really a movie person either, but I did yeah. want to see this movie in particular mm-hmm. because this story the story of like the classic story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is something that I have loved for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of sentimentality attached to it. So I wanted to see the movie. Yeah, and I like Dev Patel, too, so I wanted to see the movie. Yeah, that that movie, like, um, in all the promo shit that I saw, I'm like, this movie looks way fucking better than it has any right to look. Like, Yeah. I, yeah, again, it's, I'm not going to give... It's a weird pull. It's a fucking weird one. Yeah. I will say it's weird. I'm not going to go into any more detail, though. We're not here to talk about Zoe's movie reviews. <laughs> no, that's another podcast. Uh, We're launching that later. That'd be a pretty boring podcast, honestly. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies. Every episode wanna, like, is just like, I don't know, watch it yourself. It would be it would be movie review that you would listen to if you had already seen the movie. Right. And, like, we would talk about it as if... Yeah. Like, well, we I mean, had I think all that's already seen reviewers. it. And people love I, yeah. listening to reviews for shit they've already seen because they're psychos. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, anyway, go see Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, um, or don't. But yeah, don't. it's on theaters. Who knows if it will still be on theaters by the time I finish editing this? Because <laughs> as you can tell by the like the month long gaps between these months, yeah. long gaps between these, I did not get any better editing over the summer. Yeah. And arguably, I got worse. <laughs> <laughs> What makes you think you got worse? Because you I... You together some audio in the last episode sounded fucking great. But I... It took me, like, over two months to do that. Well, I mean, it, you didn't, it didn't take you two months to... You, you To edit, it took you two months to find the time to edit. That's different. Yeah, I mean, what does find the time mean? Like, I could have found the time earlier. I just didn't. Yeah, but, like, look, man, people got fucking different bandwidths for shit, you know? That's true. It's like... 
That's true. The bandwidth has been limited. Um, you always think that the summer is going to be like not as busy as the school year, and then it's Never like true. not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that position. It's less stressful. I can like leave my work at work a little bit more during the summer, yeah. and like I don't have to do as much work at home. But now I just but like the work at work is more intense. Mm-hmm. So now I just, I get home and I want to relax and I don't want to um, do fucking edit, do my, it. Po- edit my yeah, podcast. Exactly. But I did edit it eventually, and I hope you like episode twelve. We hope so. you like this one too, because today we hope you like talking, this one too. We're talking about fucking formatting. Yeah, we're talking about formatting today. This is one you exci- look, you've been looking forward to for a while. I'm excited for this. I love talking about formatting. Formatting is so important, and you know why, Jake? I do. It's because there's nothing worse when you click on a fake on Ao3 and there's like no spaces between the paragraphs. It's just like a brick of so, text, and that's like the it's so it's so bad. So it, I Ao3, can't even talk it, to you about when you when you drop stuff in the rich text editor on Ao3. It does, by default, double space it. Yes, which, but the problem... Yes, which is good, but the problem is that the rich text editor is not the default entry method on AO3. When you click post new work, the default entry method for your text is HTML. Well, and then you have to click and select rich text. Well, yeah, but I thought everybody did that. Well... And you are right, because everyone does do that, right, listeners? When yeah. you enter things to AO3, you enter it using rich text yeah, and not in you, HTML. In HTML, <laughs> you need to fucking code the paragraph breaks. What fucking psycho is going to do that? Yeah. That's fucking silly. <laughs> Frankly, I don't even know. Well, no, I, I know why it's an option. It's because you can, you can, like, people can put, uh, like, art and shit. Like to accompany their fix, like using using HTML, which is like that's why. That's yes, there, there is right? there's a purpose for HTML, and yeah. I don't really understand why it's the default. Well, I guess maybe I kind of do because it's sort of like the language that AO3 uses. Yeah, HTML so, it, it, it's pretty like basic and it's pretty universal. Oh I yeah, think. HTML is like really easy if you want to learn HTML. It's like, super rudimentary. It's not actually yeah. that. It's pretty intuitive, especially yeah. if you already know a little bit about. Well, it's like, like the coding. first coding language anybody that goes for programming learns. Is it? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah. I when I when I took programming in high school, the first thing we learned we first thing we learned was fucking HTML. We did oh. like boolean operators and shit. I and guess fucking, I, I didn't know, take... that was in Python. Anyway, we did HTML though. Well, so when you learn coding languages, like I've learned Python and R. Like when you learn coding languages, you usually learn like Markdown, which is like yeah. text, and that's HTML basically. Mm-hmm. So that's how you like make and format text when you're using Python or R, or yeah. like anything else. I'm assuming. I don't really know. I'm mm-hmm. not a coder. Don't overestimate and this my coding ability. A coding podcast, <laughs> and this so is not a coding podcast. We're not the God, people. A coding teach... podcast would be so fucking boring. Oh my gosh, yeah. Coding is very visual. I feel like you need to. How do you have a coding podcast? I have mad respect for for coders and like computer engineers. Like I think yeah. that's a fucking cool job, and I think yeah. anybody that can do that is like a fucking wizard. Yeah, it's but... pretty. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyway, okay, we're getting off topic again. The it's... point is, if you just type in any document single space like not adding extra paragraphs between lines yourself mm-hmm. and you copy paste that into ao3 to post using rich text not html in the text entry box mm-hmm. they will add like the paragraph breaks for you yes so you don't so it appears like really nice on the screen when you post it mm-hmm. and it's so worth it because like as a reader as i'm sure many of you have experienced it's really hard to read stuff that is not formatted like that yeah so like in in the publishing world the standard is everything is fucking times new roman size 12 font double spaced in microsoft word that's the standard 
Microsoft Word is also, like, th that's industry standard, but I think Scrivener is also pretty widely accepted, and so is Google Docs. I've never used Scrivener, so I can't speak to... I, I've heard it's fucking awesome. I, I um, use Scrivener. It is fucking awesome. Right on. There you go. You'll hear everyone say it until they're blue in the fucking face. Size 12 font, Times New Roman, double-spaced. Every, yeah. every fucking thing. Unless it's poetry. Yeah. Poetry has different, like... Yeah. Obviously different formatting uh, standards, because it's... there. There's no... There's no you know, set format to poetry. That's kind mm -hmm. of the point. But you want a fucking serif font, like Times New Roman or Garamond. Usually mm -hmm. Times New Roman. Yeah, and I don't... I don't know what the deal is. Why... What is it with, like, literature's obsession with serif fonts? It, it's just... It's the most, like... I don't know. It's just visually appealing, like, in production. Is it, though? I think so. Every, I think okay. pretty. I don't like serif fonts. Well, maybe it's because <gasps> in the sciences... In the sciences, we... Yeah, this a is where... Yeah. We, we use a lot of, we almost always use non-serif fonts. For well, anybody yeah, who so don't know, serif, like, the little, like, tails at the ends yes. of letters. Um, yeah, like, the little the little, uh, little tags that you see at the bottom yeah. of, like, a T or on the arms yeah. of a T that, like, hang off. They're, they yeah, kind of, they're like, like little times, tags or wings or Times New Roman. Yeah, like, Times, Times New Roman, Roman is a serif font. Ariel and fucking, like, Calibri. That, Calibri, those are, yeah, okay, those, yeah. Are, those are sans yeah. serif fonts. Yeah, so most of the time, like, when I'm doing, like, presentations or even, like, papers and stuff, I'm yeah. using, I use Calibri or Ariel because... In the sciences, we like to see that. Yeah, so it varies by discipline, right? Uh -huh. Like, for the sciences, for example, it'd be a sans-serif font. But if mm -hmm. it's, like, literature, even if it's nonfiction, the, the, the standard is serif fonts just because they, they, they look nice on the page. Except they don't. Yeah, they do. What are you talking they about? They don't. <laughs> I love how we disagree about this. This is so funny. Well, because you what should the fuck. You guys have to tell us, like, whether you prefer serif or, non or sans-serif fonts. Like, I'm so what? fascinated by this. I don't fucking care what any of you peons prefer. It's sans serif is it looks fine. I don't want what? Yeah, sans serif looks fine. Fuck, I meant serif. God damn it. Ha! Got you. Fuck. Oh god. I'm gonna get lawyered to shit now. Who fucking said sans serif? Do you think do you so do you think in this document, like on our on our on our notes document, like this would look better in a serif font? Because I put this notes document no. together, so it's sans serif. <laughs> no 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 no. I, I think I, like for shit like this Shit that is, like, for technical writing, like in the sciences or for an outline like this, mm. sans serif is fine. It, that, say, I, I prefer sans serif for that. But, but yeah, no, like, if you are if you open a book, like, sans serif is just, like, that's... No, I fucking did it again! Serif fonts <laughs> are just... Okay, yes, you're right. They look right. the okay. best. They look so we're page. used to seeing in, like, physical books serif fonts, like yes. Times New Roman. However, in fix they're almost all sans serif fonts like ao3 i've never read an ao3 fic that can you choose fonts on ao3 i, I, I don't think you can i don't think you can on on fanfiction.net you can choose fonts but i've oh, you always can. i didn't know that yeah you can you can choose fonts like in the appearance i believe but i've always like the default is a sans serif font and i've always yeah. gone with that yeah, for reading, more for, reading on a, for reading on a screen i yeah. get that unless it's unless you have like like an Unless it's like it's it is an ebook or it's like a fucking e-reader like a Kobo or something like like that's meant to simulate a page like an actual book so that looks fine but on I stuff mean, maybe... like Ao3 or fan fiction if you're reading on like a phone or a computer and it's on like a fan fiction archive site like yeah it says sans serif font's fine well because it's easier to read sans serif font I think is just easier to read because it's cleaner. 
Yeah, it depends on, yeah, it depends on, like, the delivery method, I think. And so that's, so that's why it's used in the sciences where everything is super technical. Yes, exactly. And hard to understand anyway. Yeah. Also, like, sometimes in, like, scientific papers and stuff, like, figure legends will be really small fonts. Mm-hmm. And those aren't going to show up very well if you use a serif font. Well, anyway. It's not um, off topic, but I don't think anybody wants topic. to hear us talk about fonts for fucking... 12 hours i think that this is a fascinating it's been a fascinating conversation well there you go (laughs) the point is what i have actually helped a lot of people with is that when you are typing on like a google doc like your fic Mm -hmm. to make it look like what how it's going to look on ao3 a lot of people like add the extra paragraphs between lines manually and then when they copy paste in find themselves having to delete all those paragraphs Mm -hmm. and you don't actually need to do that because of a trick in google drive which i will tell you right now so when you're typing in google drive and here's how to make your um, what you're typing in google drive appear as it will in ao3 without adding extra paragraph breaks between lines manually so you go to this little a little icon on sort of the right end of the toolbar on top and it's if you hover your mouse over it, it says line and paragraph spacing so you go to line and paragraph spacing and then you go to add space before paragraph you click it, and then you go back to that menu and click add space after paragraph and click it, and then just type your fic and it will look the way it will look when you copy and paste it into AO3, and then you won't have to delete those paragraphs that you added manually. Also, I think if you just, when you copy paste something into AO3, if you just paste as plain text, it will paste whatever you have based on AO3's formatting. Yeah, so you can do that as well if you know how to paste as plain text. Uh, it's one of the options if you right-click, which is good uh, because when I'm typing in a Word document, I always I always indent new paragraphs because that's just what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. And I can't fucking focus if I don't do that. But indents on AO3 look fucking stupid. So Yes, they do. So I fucking keep it indented on Word. But yeah. when, if I just caught, if I control A to fucking highlight everything, copy it, and then just paste it as a plain text, it doesn't keep any of the source formatting and it just mm-hmm. it pastes the text into AO3's default format which is like yeah. it looks fine it's what looks yeah. best on AO3 so don't fucking change it yeah and like readability is huge because like even if your fic is really good like a lot of people if they click on a fic and see that it's not spaced out they won't even try or if there's too many honestly i get pissed off if like there's an extra space between paragraphs like why it just looks silly i mean i can think of a few fix that like i've read because they're so good like you could ignore the formatting but like they're Mm. particularly good like you can't read like an average fic that doesn't have good formatting because then you're like this isn't worth it this is too hard so ao3's formatting is actually like it, it conforms more or less to industry standard formatting i mean minus the indentation of new paragraphs but yeah like well indentation indentation doesn't make sense on a on a browser yeah it doesn't which is why there's the extra space between paragraphs yeah. to denote paragraphs rather than indentation well because that's a holdover from like typewriters and shit is it but i think so but it's it's clear enough like on a screen because you just have it's, it's one infinite it's one big infinite page so you there's no space limitations to like Oh, we can't put a big fucking, like, conspicuous space in between paragraphs to denote that it's a new paragraph, so you indent it to save space instead, and to, mm. in, to indicate there's a new one. But you have an infinite page, because it's a fucking screen, so mm. you don't need to worry about that. That's not a concern. Yeah, and then also the thing about screens is that, like, you never know what size, like, you know, some people read on their phone, some people read on a desktop, like, it's always yeah. different, so you want something to look good on a phone and on a browser. Mm-hmm. 
you hate Microsoft Word. Yeah, so I don't write fix in Microsoft Word, and there's a really simple reason why is that when things get to be well there are two there are two reasons why one is i feel like and there are ways that you can change the viewer on microsoft word but i feel like the default viewer on microsoft word where you can see like where each page begins and ends like wastes a lot of space especially because then you can see like all the space that the margins take up and then the break between the pages takes up and it's just like so much is like graphics and not text i feel like that wastes a lot of space also, Microsoft Word is really slow on my computer, so <laughs> that's annoying. <laughs> and then third but, or third but related point to that is that Microsoft Word gets even slower when, when your documents get really long. Yes. Like, when you get upwards of like 20, 30, like 40, 50 pages, Microsoft Word starts slowing way down. And because of all that wasted space, like you're doing a lot of scrolling to go mm. back and forth between it, wherever. It, so how, how old is your laptop, by the way? Um, my laptop is a 2019, I believe. Does it have, what, does it have an i7? A what? Like a a quad-core processor. Does it have, like, an Intel i7? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Does, how much Um, RAM do you have? Do you know that? Because, like, because, like, I have, like, mine has, like, it's, it has a, a, an i7 and it has, like, 8 gigs of RAM. And that, like, that runs Word fine. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, I have all this. Um, yeah, I have all that. I have a quad core. Yeah. I have an i5. Okay. Not an i7. But um, Microsoft Word, like, runs fine once it's open, but it's, like, the, to open it, it, like, takes forever for the yeah. Microsoft Word to open. And I have a Mac, so it comes with Pages, and Pages is way faster. Mm-hmm. So I use Pages when I don't have to, like, share documents, basically, because not everyone has Pages. Right. Um, and then I use Microsoft Word when I kind of have to. But for Fix, I actually use Scrivener, which Jake mentioned earlier, which is like writing specific software mm-hmm. that I was given for like a birthday or Christmas, I think. Yeah, it's, I definitely it's a, didn't. It's, it's a, a little word bit... processor that's like made specifically for creative writing. I'm yeah, sure. and it's a little bit expensive, so. But it's a one-time you know, thing, right? It's, it's not, not a, free. It's yeah, not a it's, it's not a yeah, it's not a subscription. So that's great. It's a one-time thing, but it's like not like cheap. There are like free and cheaper versions of the same thing. I used to have a cheaper version, mm-hmm. but. And you can also just fucking, yeah. you can just download fucking OpenOffice and just get Microsoft Word for free instead of just showing up for a fucking three, a, a, a Office subscription every year. But you didn't hear that from me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've always worked, my work has always given me an Office 365 yeah, subscription. Yeah, yeah, so. I, I, yeah, like I got one through school too anyway, so I might as well, right? But Yeah. Yeah, so that, so that, like, that's the thing. Like, I exclusively write in Microsoft Word. A, just because it's what I'm used to. B, because that's, like industry standard not just for writing 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 but also editing like the track changes and like you know review and shit like all those functions of microsoft word are like yeah industry standard editorial process yeah um so like, i so just would hate to i just would hate to think about like how word would start playing up if i you know was typing something really really long right uh, i i don't i don't honestly run into that a whole lot really um, oh my gosh so it, it might it might have to it it might just come down to like computer specs i wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if microsoft word like isn't you know the most economical in, in how resource intensive it is but i i i don't i i think word is fine like it's always suited me like my mm-hmm. needs pretty well granted sometimes it does uh just fucking freeze and explode if you fucking yes. i don't know try to fucking click out or something or if you try or god forbid you try to drop a fucking image on a page yeah 
But that, I, that's not, it's not really what word is for, so, like, I, well, no, I don't get it, because people use it for that anyway, so it's, because it's a, it's like a pretty ubiquitous word processor, so it's like, that should be, yeah. like, fucking accounted for, but, yeah, like, word is not perfect, it's not, it's, it's no. not, like, the be-all end-all. Scrivener is probably yeah. better, I just haven't Scrivener, used Scrivener yet. Scrivener, I promise you, if you'd ever, Scrivener is awesome for, like, many reasons, but. Yeah, no, um, I had friends in college that swore by it. Yeah, well, so, um, Scrivener, first of all, like, allows you to have, like, chapters, um, yes. and so you can have chapters basically on different screens. It just makes the whole experience cleaner. It has, like, sidebars for notes and summaries. You can have folders, so you can put several chapters in one folder, and then, mm -hmm. like, have, you know, everything else. And that's all in one, yeah. that's all in, in, in program. Yeah, yeah. So that probably I don't and know then, I, and I don't know text. how it optimizes storage, but like that that's probably better for storage space too because like if it saves internally, then that might be better because like I what I do like when I'm drafting for shit like I don't like if I my editing process is like I will just create multiple drafts of of every chapter like as I I won't edit as I go I'll save another copy of a chapter make that draft two and then just edit that. So that leads to a buildup of, like, a lot of fucking Word documents. Granted, Word documents are pretty small anyway, so it's not really that much of a concern. But then you gotta keep track of it all. You gotta keep track of it all, which if, you're, your not, if you're not organizationally minded, then <laughs> could be a problem. But Yeah. You know. So, in, so in, in Scrivener, you can basically have a document that you call, like, you know, title of your novel, and then, like... In a, in, a, in a sidebar, you can see all the different documents, which can be all your different chapters. Oh, right on. And then you can create folders within that, within mm -hmm. that document and then like sort like you can have like several chapter drafts in one folder and then you know several several drafts of a different chapter in another folder mm -hmm. and my but my favorite part has always been like the other sidebar where you can have like us um there's like a space for a synopsis so you can summarize the chapters yeah and a space for notes so you can write notes for the chapters so you can remember oh, right it. on so i love this i use it all the time like i use the notes part for like you know, I'm writing down certain dates I want to keep track of. And then in the synopsis sidebar, I always put my summaries so I keep track of where I am in the story mm -hmm. and what's going to happen in that chapter versus another chapter. I think the the biggest difference is the text editor in Scrivener, as opposed to Microsoft Word, like, is a rich text editor. So and rich text editors are simpler yeah. than, like, proprietary text editors, like Microsoft Words and mm -hmm. Pages, for that matter, which is, like, Mac-specific. So they are much smaller. Like so, like, if you just open like a notes app, like if you have a Mac and you open like Text Edit, or if you have a Windows and you open, I think it's called NextPad. But that's just a rich text editor, and you'll notice it it opens up really fast and it's very simple. So you can't do a lot. Like you can't do weird things with like you can do things like have margins, like play with margins really. Um, although you can in Scrivener because it's got some of those features. Kind of things like play with margins. It doesn't it doesn't have any indication of how many pages this is taking up. Um, it usually counts words, um, but not anything else. Scrivener has a built-in word counter, but not a built-in page counter. Like, wouldn't okay. I don't wouldn't know. I don't know how many pages my fix are unless I export them to PDF. I think it was last episode. Like we talked about it, whether you're submitting like a manuscript for you know consideration by a publisher or a literary agent or you're just putting shit up on AO3. It's like, it's all word counts anyway. Because page counts are, are they're, it's not like an accurate measurement because it, it there's fucking a lot, there's changes. There's a lot of parameters. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of parameters. There's a lot of different parameters. It's like we yeah. said, like it, if it's a hardcover or a trade paperback or a mass market paper t paperback, like each one of those 
of like each of those copies of each of those print runs of a book will have a different page count but they'll have the same yeah. word count no matter what yeah so like word counts are like what matter anyway yeah we went into that and when we went when we yeah. talked about word count versus page count yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is like if you so because of that um, rich text editors are much simpler than word processors mm-hmm. they take up less space and they are faster which is really useful if you're if you have a lot of text <laughs> well, there you go um, and it makes for less scrolling and like Scrivener is is not very buggy like less buggy than Microsoft Word I would argue I would probably I had, really yeah. like Scrivener if I tried it. You you would. I had a cheaper version of Scrivener, Scrivener that was very buggy, but mm-hmm. that's why <laughs> that's why I now have the real expensive. You gotta watch out for those fucking bootleg <laughs> word processors. Yeah, well, it was just really old, and then the company that had originally made it had gone under, so right it on. wasn't being updated anymore. So it eventually just kind of. That's always fun. Yeah, that's the um, kind of the disadvantage to using these proprietary word processors is that you know, that aren't, like, super well-established, like, Microsoft Word is never going away, but, like, if, you know, the makers of Scrivener ever decided to stop making it, then or are you gonna... Or had to for some reason. Or had to stop making it for some reason, like, then... Yeah. And, like, the program became, like, not usable, like, then you can't access your yeah, stuff on it. Yeah, so basically what happened when I started to realize that my last writing software, like, that was not gonna be long-term, I literally just went and exported everything to PDF, like, yeah. right right then so i knew it would be accessible and i wouldn't be like locked out of it forever Mm. that was really scary though because for a minute i thought that i would not be able to access any of my stuff (laughs) that'd be pretty fucking bad yeah so that's that's why i hate microsoft word specifically for thick writing there you go and microsoft word has lots of features and stuff that are not gonna be ever useful for thick writing anyway like no one like page count or whatever i guess the thing is when i'm getting stuff beta read i think we talked about this in the beta reading episode i we always use google docs but i don't normally have like whole fix in google docs i normally just put you know the chapter or section i want beta read in the google doc yeah so i normally don't have that problem my google brother had, like, a, had a google doc of a fic that i think was like fucking over a hundred thousand yeah words or something that fucking yeah. crashed his phone when he opened it yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Google Docs is worse than Microsoft Word, I think, than like if stuff when stuff gets long. Like it's yeah. just not very it's a lot of kind of energy processing energy to do not very much. <laughs> yeah. But it's really that. good for like sharing things with people yeah. on the internet. So And it has the good track changes function that is like kind of cooler than Microsoft Words because it's kind of can be live updated between people. Yeah. And you don't get kind of get mixed up with versions. Yeah, so that shit's that shit's helpful. That shit's a fucking yeah. lifesaver in like group projects and shit in school. Yeah, how did we do um, group pro- group projects before? I Google Drive. I I don't with bloodshed <laughs> is the answer. Yeah, yeah. Enough about that shit about fucking word processors and scriveners. I Zoe, I want to know what you fucking feel about formatting flashbacks and italicization. Italic. Oh italicization yeah. is that how am i saying it i am italicization yeah. okay so this is an excuse for me to go on a rant about formatting flashbacks so people yeah. love to like put flashbacks like whole flashbacks like you know imagine pages long flashbacks like just all in italics yeah and it looks so bad it looks it's a little it looks a little silly it um, looks so bad. Yeah. If you write a flashback well, you don't even need to mark it at all. I'm, People will I'm, just understand it's a flashback based on the text. Exactly. Like, I'm reading Slaughterhouse-Five right now, and, uh-huh. like, 
that entire fucking book is about Billy Pilgrim, the main character, like jumping back and forth in time at random intervals. And all and it's 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 never unclear. All it ever is is like he walked through the door and was in nineteen sixty eight or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Like it's just it there's just simple unadorned sentences that just make it super clear it's like this is yeah. where we are at this point in time he has moved in time again and it's like because that's the conceit of the book and mm-hmm. the entire book is written in like a kind of like billy pilgrim the, the billy's like mental state through the entire book is like just kind of dreamy and surreal anyway uh-huh. so just based on the on the the conceit of the book and like the writing style like it's just it's super it's never unclear as to what's happening so, like, you don't need to really italicize that shit. Like, the other reason people use italicization is, like, um, to emphasize words and sentences. There's a couple, like, I don't know. I it's I don't really have any, I don't have strong feelings against it, but I never do it. No, yeah, well, so, I tend to use a lot of... And it's of tel- fucking super common in fan fiction. I, yeah, I know, there's some. I've read some fics where, like, literally every other sentence has, like, a word that's italicized. If, it, if it's that bad, <laughs> then it looks, then it pisses me off. Yeah, it tends to, you want to save, like, you know, it's the kind of thing where, like, less is more. Mm-hmm. So, the less you do it, the more meaning it will have when you do do yeah. it. That's kind of my feeling on excessive italicization. That said, like, it can be a stylistic choice to, like, have yeah, every, sure. like, it can contribute to your character's voice. Mm-hmm. If you are writing in such a style and have, like, an italicized word in, like, every other sentence. And I've and actually it- done that, and I, I haven't hated it. Like, if go. it's... If it, like, fits with the character's voice. It'd be a real fucking feat to do this, but, like, if you wanted to go real, like, kind of fucking experimental, you could, you could literally italicize every other word and have every (laughs) unitalicized word tell one story and every italicized word tell another story. Oh my gosh, that sounds so avant-garde. If you want, yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, a fucking short story out there has done that or, like, a narrative poem or something. Like that's not yeah. that's that's not too out there in terms of experimentation. Um, yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, but like I guess there, the... there's there are stylistic fucking reasons you could you you make to do yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I found a lot of italicization. <laughs> We're gonna fuck up that word every time we say it. I feel like that tends to make a voice sort of sound a little bit less mature and a little kind of whiny. Mm. I've used it for writing teenagers in particular because. It's just so dramatic. You yeah, they know? kind of throw their weight around a little bit yeah. more, so they emphasize yeah. it more. Yeah, yeah. It's very. It's it tends to be a little bit emotional. Yeah, I feel um, that. <laughs> a little bit melodramatic. Yeah. If you're writing a character that's very sort of steady and emotionally balanced, mm-hmm. it might not work. Um, but see, that's how italicization can contribute to voice. But in general, like less is more. But it's one of those rules, like, you know. Yeah, it's all I've, about how you use it. <laughs> I've heard, I've, I've heard it said. Like, I think this is a pretty common maxim of like, I don't know who the first, who first said it. And maybe it's in like fucking Strunk and White or something, or maybe it was like Stephen King. But like, if your dialogue is well written enough, then your reader won't need to know where to put the emphasis. They'll just hear it when they read it. Yeah, I think that's in Strunk and White. It's probably. I think I'm pretty sure that's in Strunk and White. Yeah, that's Strunk and um, White. So elements is, of style, guys. Yeah, it has a lot of good tips. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a pretty old one. It's a pretty... I had a copy of it that I haven't actually read, but, like... Oh my gosh, you haven't read it? Nope. Man, damn, you need to read it. I read yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I probably should. The quickest way to get me to not read something is to make it a textbook. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not so. even like it's like a hundred pages or less. It's super short. It's like it's the, it's yeah. It's a fucking. It's and, like a tiny manifesto. That's it. Yeah, and there um, aren't even that many words per page. And some of it might be kind of like haughty and patrician. Yeah, they were two white dudes in the sixties, but they make. Well, words. yeah, and it's in talking about literature, so it's like fuck, mm-hmm. right? So you yeah. know, great assault, but you know, uh, that's a yeah. pretty like commonly cited sort of like formative. Like, if you're learning to be a writer, you're you're probably going to come across that eventually. Yeah, definitely. I do use italicization when uh, there's a character on the phone talking. Like, if there's someone o- over the phone or over the radio, like a communique or something. Yes. Um, I, then I'll yeah, italicize so, that. But that's yeah, the, so, pretty much the only thing I'll italicize. I think I do that, too. Like, if someone, if you're having a writing a phone conversation, I you italicize the lines of the character who's not in the scene. Yeah. Sort of like if this was a movie, then that's to indicate that that line would be cutting away to someone else. Mm-hmm. Because not every in the other same physical location. Exactly, because every other line of dialogue is that's spoken between characters is mm-hmm. is unitalicized. So if like yeah. if you don't italicize the the over the phone conversation, then it might look confusing. Granted, if you make it super clear that yeah. they're over the phone, then it probably won't be a problem. Yeah, but. I think I like the italicization for that situation because when I read italicization, like, the tone changes in my head, so, and that can yes. kind of, like, mimic kind of the static equality of yeah, the exactly. voice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, me too. Exactly. If you, if you were, like, seeing this as a film mm-hmm. or, like, visually, this this voice was coming over a phone. Yeah. Yeah, so, so like, whatever you decide to italicize, just make sure it's consistent. Yeah. I tend to italicize text messages. Yes, Pretty much um, anything to do, like, with a, with a communication with someone that isn't in the room with your character. Yeah, well, so, what, but when I italicize text messages, like, I italicize everyone's text messages. Oh, I, I think, see. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I think, I think the formatting of text messages is really hard, and there are lots of ways to do it. This is going to be a tangent, but I think <laughs> it's important. But, like, some people will use, like, long EM dashes to denote text messages. Some people, like, actually, like, change the... What do you call it? Like, they they change the justification on the texts. So they have, like, one side of the conversation, just right justified. Oh, like, one is, one, one's flush left, one's flush right. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. That's probably like what text, I would do. To indicate text conversation, I find that messy, and it's not what I would see in a hmm. novel. So I don't like doing that. I just use italicization of text messages, I feel like, is one of the most minimalistic ways to do it. And it's risky because you can start to confuse like what's text messages and what's just a character's thoughts. Right. Because strictly speaking, like, Oh yeah. Monologues also italicized as well. Like an internal monologue, like a character's internal thoughts would be italicized. And it's easy to get those mixed up with text messages. If you're using italics, italics for both in the same scene, which I have done, it's very hard, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but actually a lot of internal monologue can just be regular narration. It doesn't have to be. And it's better that way. So that's how I sort of get around it. But I think it's very challenging to do text messages, denoting text messages just with italics and nothing else. But I like it because it's minimalist. But I think the the en dashes is fun and the right left justification is kind of can be kind of cool visually for certain types of stories, especially if it's like a modern au type of deal where you yeah, like, where people would normally be texting yeah 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 so i've i've read some fics where they actually include like screenshots of a text chain in a phone and like they have all the text in that text chain oh right on yeah and that, that, that looks yeah and, and see and that's what you would use yeah. fucking html for because you could just drop pictures and shit on AO3. yeah and then if you do that and use html then you can image describe the pictures too 
Oh because yeah, for people just, using e-readers. Because people use for people using e-readers, that's really important. The other thing I was gonna mention, formatting wise, for the benefit of people reading your fic using e-readers, mm. is instead of making section breaks with like asterisks or like whatever symbol of your choosing. Yeah. If you go into rich text in the in the um, little entry box on AO3 and click on the little horizontal line, you should use that to denote your section breaks. Yeah. Because e-readers know what to do with that, and they don't know what to do with your random symbols. Yeah, they'll just read out, like, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. If you put them in a fucking section break. That was really good. And that's gonna, <laughs> and that's gonna sound... <laughs> I, was, I was like, is that actually, like, did he just pull up? That's, that's gonna e-reader. sound not good to the people that are listening. <laughs> so, you should use that to break up your sections. Fanfiction has a similar uh, thing. Yeah. Where you can add a horizontal line for your section breaks. And it's really useful. I mean, I've always used it because it's cleaner, but recently I came across something someone wrote about how it's also the best thing to do for people with e-readers because e-readers, like, the reason it's there is so e-readers can interpret it Yeah. as what it is meant to be. Mm -hmm. Now, I just, on the topic of italicization again, I remember in my last semester of college, I was... We had, I was in a class that was creative writing pedagogy. It's like one of my fucking favorite classes. It was great, and one of the one of the readings we did was about it, it was someone arguing that the italicization of foreign words, which is another very common use for italics in writing. Oh um, yeah, there's different is, opinions about this. Yeah, so the opinion that this, that this author was, I don't, I thought I had downloaded the paper, I but I couldn't find it as I was, I I just looked now because I it just struck me but I can't Yeah, we should it. talk but, about, we should talk about this. Yeah, so so the what what this author was arguing was that it's it, that is sort of like playing a part in the general like, you know, colonization of language, which is like that's a that's a pretty, you know, big That's very yeah. dramatic language now, to you to I describe be, that. I now like I don't I don't necessarily I don't really necessarily disagree. Like it's been a while since I read the paper, so I'm I'm probably butchering their thesis a little bit but uh and they, they did make a compelling case for it like that much i do remember i don't know like that might just be you know another one of those kind of just like spineless liberal like liberalisms that are just like oh fucking, this is progressive yeah, and it I doesn't that, actually do anything yeah i think the argument is that when you italicize words from another language that's like contributing to like the othering of another yeah, culture it, it others that language it situates english as the default which yeah. i mean if you're I writing don't... in english it kind of is like that's kind of what you're shooting for, but yeah, I mean, I, they're arguing that it does that in kind of like a metatextual way, which like, I don't know. I think you you could probably make a compelling case for that, but yeah, where I fall on it is like, you you probably don't need to italicize foreign words just because your reader will recognize it as a word that's not in fucking English anyway. Yeah, I um, hmm. I always I I tend to italicize foreign words because it's the way I'm used to seeing them and it's the way it's sure. the best to me. No, sure, like I if that's that's kind of talk, the default. Yeah, we did actually talk about this in when I was in college taking an Asian American literature class, mm-hmm. and we read one of the short stories, which was written by I believe an Indian American author. Yeah, and she, in her story about the experience of an Indian American, it did italicize. Mm-hmm. all of the indian words like there were dishes and like idioms that some of the characters would say and and um 
terms that they would use and yeah. we talked about why she did that we didn't talk about like the morals of why she did that i mean this is a story about indian american written by an indian american so and maybe it would have been a different conversation if the author had been white but it probably would have been a different conversation if the author had been white for many other reasons right but in this case we just talked about why that she did that stylistically and we i mean i think we did come up come to the conclusion that it was to emphasize the difference because a lot of the point of the story is how different like how how the cultures are mixing right in the experience of this indian american mm-hmm. and it's not to say that the difference is negative but that it is obvious yeah right 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 and this is i mean when you italicize foreign words it does emphasize the difference and you could argue i think validly that this is negative Um, you could could also also, but you could also argue that it's not inherently negative to emphasize that difference because yeah it is different. <laughs> and you might even argue that it's, like, I, I think there was, I think there was someone in my program that actually argued that it was positive because it emphasized the difference from one language of a colonizing people. Like, English mm-hmm. is, like, it, it's fucking England. They love colonizing. Right. So it's, right. like, you could make a case of, like, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing that on purpose. Especially if, like, you're writing a short story where, like, that's kind of the entire concept. Like, the reason we bring it up is just because it's, like, it's shit like this where it's, you know... There's definitely, I think, arguments, good arguments to be made yeah. for both it's cases. Like, so you just something... have to decide for yourself. Yeah, like, even, as, even something as small as this in writing should be considered and conceived of very importantly the the thematic elements of your writing down to a detail as minute as italicization should be considered and meditated on you know because because there's cases to be made for like writing is near universally smarter than the author (laughs) and or or at the very least it does more than the author that's universal like part of writing is that it evolves in unforeseen ways right like as you're writing it and that can be good or bad it can yeah be like, and writing also evolves in the interpretation yeah exactly of the reader which you can't control so don't yeah. worry so much about that but worry about you know making it as best you can so and you can do that by considering these elements and thinking of them you know like giving giving them the time they they deserve mm-hmm. so which is which is why we bring it up yeah yeah, I was going to I was going to say I mean on the italicization of foreign words, I don't actually do that very much when I'm writing ATLA like in universe right. ATLA because it's sort of all one mm-hmm. it's, you know Asian terminology and Asian cultural references aren't supposed to stand out in that world because yeah. it is an Asian inspired world. Exactly. You know, but I think I have italicized Asian cultural references in modern AUs for mm-hmm. ATLA. So, that's kind of an odd difference. Yeah. It depends on the subject matter. It depends. And also just on your... And it depends you know, on the context. It depends on the context. And also just kind of where you fall on that question as a writer, whether you, you know, give a shit or not. <laughs> yeah. Like, whether you consider it sort of like, just kind of like a, a feckless liberalism, or whether you yeah. consider it, it's like, yeah, no, that's actually, you know, this this has thematic impact. And, uh-huh. and I would, you know, I'd argue that it that it, it probably does in a lot of cases. Yeah. I think it does have thematic impact, but I, I don't know. 
like adverse thematic impact that you should consider. Well, I mean, you know, adverse or not, like it's it's like we said, it's something to be considered. I think it has thematic impact, but I don't think it's like all good or all bad. I think right. Yeah, it's context dependent, and it's personal choice. You can make yeah, you can make a you can make a case for it. Yeah. But regardless, that's the end. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So this is gonna be short episode probably. Do you want to do email time, or are you not ready to respond to? No, I'm gonna. I'm going to do... Yeah, so Catherine... Who, who you may remember. Episode six? She was on episode eight. Episode eight is the wrong even number. Catherine so she, wrote us an essay. An essay on why I'm wrong about The Mandalorian. Yeah, I and, thought it was a great essay, and, having and, not seen The Mandalorian. And I will be <laughs> and I will be responding in kind. Okay. With a detailed bullet point, like point by point response. To oh that, but I won't be doing that this this episode just because I I like we said I fucking forgot we were recording today. Okay. Um. So I didn't fucking do that. But Catherine, I I promise I will respond. I'm not backing down. I'm not bitching out. I'm not laming it out like it's cross teching. Yeah. Maybe we'll get it Catherine on the pod again just for she, just so we can then, have this back then, and forth. Yeah, we can have a live discussion about why I'm why she's wrong. Yeah, I mean, that runs the risk of turning this into a Star Wars podcast, which is, like, like not what I wanted this podcast to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know well, why we're not... discussing Star Wars so much in this podcast. That was, well, like, not the goal. That was why we focused on well, writing. So, okay. personally, like it, like, it just comes up a lot for me, just because I talk about writing a lot, and Star Wars is written badly a lot. And also, my brother has been, like, on a real fucking, like, the the Star Wars brain rot has it has him in its fucking clutches. So it's just been, like, like he and I have just talked about it a lot, so it's just been kind of at the forefront of my thinking for a little while. Ah. Um, for better and for worse, because Star Wars is fucking stupid, but that is, that's why I talk about it a lot. I know. I know. So, I'm sorry, Zoe. I... No, you're I, right. I hate, you're I right. So no, much. you're right. You're fucking right. You should make fun of people for talking about Star Wars. Star Wars is fucking dumb. Okay, some of us, you know, had a childhood in which we enjoyed Star Wars uncritically and like missed that childhood it, and well, like, want to get, wanna get back to that. You. Yes, you are by constantly talking about how much you hate Star Wars. I'm talking about specific parts of Star Wars that are fucking stupid for specific reasons. All right. You know what? We're, we're gonna, I don't know why I've said anything. We're gonna <laughs> we get into this way worse next time. We did it when again. When we enter the ship war zone. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I'm, that, mm, I'm not looking I'm forward gonna, to this one, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna, okay, the, I'm going to do my best for this next episode to come up with a really detailed outline, which tends to do a good job of keeping us on topic, as you'll remember yeah. from our characterization episode, where we stayed on topic so well. It's because I had a really detailed outline. Yeah. So I'm going to try and do the same for Enter the Ship War Zone. Jake is going to be reading the first chapter of My Immortal for this, and it's going to be great. There you go. I actually <laughs> did, I, I had a friend read that to me and a bunch of our friends, like, somewhat recently. Oh, amazing. It was great. That's awesome. It was a blast. I'm going to put this out there now. I don't give a shit about shipping. Just do what you want. It's fine. That's no, going to yeah, be my... We're not- we're not going to be judging shipping. Like that's not the yeah. point. The the point is to explain shipping from the from the the perspective of like from a philosophical writing speci- writing specific dynamics and why some writing are specific writing specific dynamics and like a little bit of like philosophy. A little bit of philosophy. We're putting a real pretentious spin on yeah. I'm wanting cartoons to fuck. 
<laughs> if that's what you came here for, then fucking, well, you're in luck, episode 14. It's gonna be great. If you thought philosophy was a pretentious field before this... I mean, here's the, th the funny thing is we're talking about something, like, we're talking about fandom and fanfiction in, like, a pretentious way, as if this is a pretentious pursuit. Right. <laughs> That I, mean, we I, don't about, think, like, I don't think we're being I don't think we're being too haughty about it. I think we're if there are any misconceptions to the contrary, let it be known here. You can, must, should, and will make fun of us. We're yeah. not fucking we say like fan fiction is art because writing is art, but we're not saying like like we're not Yeah, fucking, but art shouldn't be pretentious. Art shouldn't be pretentious. Yeah. It should just, you know, be fucking I don't know subversive or something or yeah you know, this is this is part evocative. of our this is this is part of our our, our rant in episode twenty five which I, I I every day I'm, I'm fucking I remember that we have like a roadmap of episodes that go into the fucking like of like way in the fucking future yeah not that far in the future I mean I haven't added an episode idea in a while so I mean maybe we maybe maybe the last episode is like well we've done it we've we've we have no i don't want to stop doing we this. have appropriated the very definition of writing our conquest well, you is guys need to send us ideas you guys need to send us ideas of what you want to actually that would be fun yes like what do people want to actually hear us talk about yeah we do How have do an episode outline but like once we reach the end of that outline and yeah, we run out of ideas then we're out of ideas okay no. we spend okay. them all writing yeah i mean not that i've been doing much writing these days but it's fair um, what, what, what do we usually say at the end? Okay, thank you. We gotta thank Kira for updating our Instagram. Thanks, Kira, as always. Um, Appreciate which you. is OWFF underscore podcast. You should follow us because we don't have a regular schedule, clearly. And she has recently will... fled the country, so timelines will be a little different. Yeah, were It'll they? Yeah. Updating the Instagram might happen. I don't know. This podcast, though, this podcast team now exists in three different time zones. It three used to be just zones. it used to be just two different time zones, but now it's three different. Time We're zones. enterprising. Yeah, um, but thank you, thank you, Kira, for being our wonderful creative director. Is that what we call her? Yeah. Please email us at owffpod at gmail .com. Send us your episode ideas or comment them in the Instagram. We really, we're going to need them. So, and just general making fun of our, the way we talk about fan fiction. <laughs> and yeah, our, like the, how passionate I am about formatting. You can make fun of that too, because I am very passionate about formatting. Formatting is important, man. Yeah, it is. And um, please rate, review, and subscribe. And fucking yeah, the usual. The usual. All right.